Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Delta Airlines figured out, for obvious reasons, let's encourage everyone to be kind and patient, even though that might not be our natural reaction, because kindness and patience travel a long ways. And if that is true, on a little domestic flight that lasts a part of a day at the most, how much more true is that? Kindness and patience travel a long ways when we are talking about the eternal God sending his kindness and patience, love and mercy, grace and peace and more from him traveling a long ways to us. That's what we get to celebrate today in the sermon verses. We'll unpack them together and think about how kindness and patience travels a long way from God to us and then also from God through us to others. In order to appreciate just how far kindness and patience from God has traveled from Him to us, one needs to grasp our starting point. And that is what is described in Titus chapter 3, verse 3. Listen to this nasty parade of reality for every single person who is sinful even just one time and not perfect. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. We were foolish. Literally, the word means mindless. God gave us brains and we didn't use them. Instead, we were disobedient. We carved out our own path, charged ahead in our own direction, thinking that good was evil and evil was good, thinking that sweet things were bitter and bitter things were sweet. As we were foolish and disobedient, we were deceived. We believed lie after lie about what would make us happy. And put all of that together and you find out the ultimate, enslaved. We didn't get to call the shots. We don't get to evict ourselves from the problem. We are enslaved. If you were here at our church a couple of weeks ago, you might remember a sermon that I preached on some different verses in the Bible that described how God has brought us from slavery to being a son and then also an heir of heaven. And that same thought from slavery to sonship and heir is also included here in Titus chapter 3. We were enslaved by what? Being foolish, disobedient, deceived, we were enslaved by all kinds 
of passions and pleasures. And I'm wondering if the hair stands up in the back of your neck when you read and hear those words, all kinds of, as in, there's more than just one. We were enslaved by all kinds of lust. Lust for someone outside of the marriage bounds. Lust for power. Lust to get even. Lust for more money. And who cares how we get it? We were enslaved by all kinds of lust. It dominated us. We were trapped in it. We couldn't get out of it. We were enslaved by all kinds of greed. And if you think about how one's life goes, think about how greed is the same through one's sinful life, but it changes objects as, as your life goes on. We start out by being greedy for the most Barbies or the biggest Nerf gun. And then we end up being greedy for the most friends or the best grades or the, the, be the winner and the best at a sport or, or something. And then we become greedy for the best job that has a career path that takes off and a trophy wife and a trophy husband for everyone to look at. We become greedy to turn every head in the room whenever we, we walk in so everybody notices us as number one and wishes they could be just like us. Even though, ha, they never will be. We're greedy for that kind of status. We're greedy for plenty of money. More, more, more. The better we have. The, the more we have, the better. We're greedy for health. That everything with health should be perfect. No hiccups. And finally, we're greedy to simply have everybody say, you can have your way all the time and we'll bow down to that. When you're battling lust and greed, all kinds of is a scary description. It seems like just when you work on getting past one, there's two or three other ones to fill the void except worse. That's where we were. That's what we were enslaved to. We couldn't break free. We couldn't get out of it. Locked down under the pressure. The future was only this. That last sentence of verse 3, we lived in malice, only thinking bad about others, and envy, wishing we could have anything that they have, not being content with our own, being hated and deflecting the arrows while also hating one another, trying to get them trampled before they trample us first. What a scary, terrible outlook. What an awful slavery, the slavery to sin. That's where we were when God's love traveled a long ways from Him to us just because He wanted to. Verse 4 is such a tremendous verse in everything that follows. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. God's kindness, the flavor of the Word, what He provides for us is generated by Him, but it provides a benefit for us. It's not just like a nice theory that sounds good, but really doesn't do much in the end. 
His kindness benefits us to the nth degree. The word love here, there, there's a lot of different words in the New Testament translated as love, but there's probably three or four different ones in the Greek language. This one literally is the word philanthropy. Did you know our English word philanthropy is really just a Greek word in English? Love of human beings. And the idea behind that is God looked out for us. He in His heart, just because of Him, independently, because of Him wanting a personal relationship with us, independently, He had love for us and He made sure it traveled all the way from Him to us. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, when Jesus came that first time 2,000 years ago, He saved us. From that slavery, from that lockdown, God is the active agent. We are the object. He saved us. It's finished. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. The word mercy carries with it the particular flavor that we should have gotten hammered because of our sin and all kinds of lusts and pleasures we were charging into. But instead of bringing the hammer down on our sin like the Holy God could have, He instead withholds the hammer and shows us mercy. Kindness. Love, mercy from God Himself travels a long way to you and me today, now. It's sort of like, if you think back about a year when we had the the winter storm in Texas, a lot of pipes burst. Pretend that your pipes burst in your garage and in your house. And... Water was flooding everywhere and you got it shut off as best you could but still it made a huge mess, lots of problems, big cleanup, life's going to be in upheaval for a while. And it's all very overwhelming so you go away for two weeks to a different state to clear your mind and calm down before coming back and dealing with it. So you go away for two weeks and you come back expecting to find this big huge mess but it's all cleaned up. Your house is good as new. Someone else did all the work while you were gone. And you're just left to say, wow, thanks. That's what God did for us, cleaning up our mess of sin. He did it all by Himself. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us, not just a little bit, but generously, through Jesus Christ our Savior. There we have a reference to baptism. A wonderful way that God's love travels from Him to us and travels a long way. Cleansing us from our sin. Assuring us of our standing with Him. No longer a slave. Now instead a child of the Heavenly Father and an heir to all that belongs to Him. For a wonderful commentary on how awesome baptism is, read the hymn we just sang. The verses of it, God's own child, I gladly say it. It's an excellent description of how the fact that you were baptized long ago still has lasting impact on your life right now. So that, we finish with the last verse. Having been justified by His grace, 
we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. The word justified is the courtroom announcement. Not guilty of sin. God has declared through Christ the war between Him and the sinner is over. You're justified. You're acquitted. You're not guilty because of Christ. It's His grace, His idea, His undeserved love for us that gives us this amazing status. Not just that I hope I'm going to heaven one day, or that I think I am because I've been a pretty good person, but deep down you're not really sure. This is the stamp of approval, the free ticket, the golden ticket that God has given to us. You are an heir of all that is His. The hope of future eternal life is yours now. And it always will be yours. Because God, all because He wanted to, because His kindness and patience has traveled a long ways, has changed you and your status from slavery to inheritance. And just as God's love has traveled a long way from Him to us, it also can and does travel a long way from Him through us to others. We don't want to just be a bucket where we collect God's grace and then it stops there. And that's good for us, but we don't really help anyone else. We can't help but be more like a pipeline where we get God's grace and His kindness and His love and His mercy and His justification announcement and the status of being an heir of heaven. And that is ours and remains ours as we also share that with someone else who today is enslaved by all kinds of passions and desires. Why would we go back to the slavery of thinking that money would make us happy or winning everything would make us happy or pushing people around is the secret to a happy life? Instead of a take, take, take type of outlook, because God's love has traveled a long ways from Him to us and through us to others, now we want to give, give, give. We want to give generously for the work of the Lord so that more people can hear about God's grace. It travels a long ways. We want to give plenty of time and a listening heart to people when they need it. That listening heart from a trusted Christian friend travels a long ways. We want to speak words of truth when people are under lockdown of slavery and lies and deceptions. That truth travels a long ways. We want to forgive others when they hurt us. That forgiveness travels a long ways. We want to own our sin and be humble and say, I'm sorry. Realizing that it's actually strong to say, I need help. That travels a long ways, that humble outlook and attitude. What an opportunity we have instead of the alternative living a lifestyle of being hated and hating one another to being loved and loving one another. Kindness and patience 
travel a long ways. The airline industry figured that out. God figured that out to a much bigger degree long ago. Thank Him today that His kindness, love, mercy, and announcement of heaven has traveled a long ways from Him to you already. And ask Him to give you strength and courage that His kindness, love, grace, mercy, and announcement of heaven will continue to travel from Him to you and through you to others for many years to come. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.